Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this episode of Inside Ozadia. On today's episode, we wanted to have a little Q&A about plant sap analysis. There was a good bit of common questions that kept coming up and calls and things. So um, I, we felt that, you know, it would be a good opportunity to kind of put some of these questions out there. And maybe we could start by just talking about the, the general uh, plant sap sample collection, you know, process, what that looks like, um, and, and kind of just a quick walkthrough. So the... the basics of taking plant sap analysis is that um, we are going to actually be taking uh, tissue from the plant in order to send to a lab to extract um, for the uh, xylem and phloem material that is unincorporated into leaf tissue. So that's a big difference between leaf tissue and sap. Um, and another big difference is that we are going to be taking those uh, tissue samples from two separate places on the plant. Um, we're going to be taking what we like to call the the youngest fully functional leaf. So that's gonna be typically your third or fourth node down from the top. And then we're also gonna be taking the oldest viable leaf, which is gonna be down towards the bottom of the plant. And depending on your pruning techniques or your nutritional um, issues or non-issues, um, that could be you know all the way down at the base of the plant or a little bit further up. And typically we wanna get about hundred grams from each of those two samples, um, the top and the bottom, and then um, send them off uh, as quickly as possible with a little bit of uh, cold protection or heat protection. What does that look like? You know, I know from uh, plant diagnostics, sample quality was, you know, just as important as any other factor as far as the integrity of the, the tissue when it is uh, received by the lab. Uh, so do you have any tips on, um, you know, sample prep or packaging and what you found that works better than other things? Well, first of all, sample prep, uh, one thing you want to choose a consistent time uh, relative to your, your light dark cycle um, and your feeding cycle as well. So just whatever that may be, you want to set it consistently. So let's say it's right when lights turn on and two days after I feed, right? That's a really good, um, you know, situation that you could repeat throughout the cycle to get consistency. Yeah, so it, consistency is, you know, kind of paramount in terms of replication of the, the sample over time, uh, not only selecting from the same plant, but from the same time of day. And again, specifically looking at nutrition, timing of, um, you know, applications. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, beyond just uh, like a foliar application, which is obviously going to skew the results, you know, um, plants, they have their circadian rhythms and they, they go under uh, similar processes at similar times throughout uh, the day, week, month, and such like that. So um, it's good to just get as many of those variables out of the way as possible. So we can be looking at a consistent data set. A lot of people are interested in plant sap. Um, I know a lot of people that I talk to, um, it, they're aware of it. They may not have performed it yet, or if so, they've just kind of dipped their toe in the water. Um, you know, why do you see it as an effective tool for uh, monitoring and then, you know, making nutritional management decisions? Well, here at Ozadi, we like to say that uh, the plant is the final report card. You know, we do all kinds of testing. We can do soil testing, we can do irrigation water testing. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes to uptake by the plant. And that's what we're looking at um, with the, the SAP data, is that we're actually looking at um, what is taken up by the roots and transferred um, to you know either the top or the bottom because there are mobile nutrients and also with the irrigation system that you have and your soil system so all of these 
you know, um, chaotic interactions are being sum totaled and giving you what you get in your SAP data, you know? So what should a grower consider uh, before taking SAP samples? Well, first and foremost, you have to think about scale. So like I said, you need a hundred grams of material so that, that you need a good bit of space. I mean, you can do it on in, in small scale. Um, I don't think in a, it's very viable in like a, a tent situation, but you know, a couple, you know, hundred square feet, a couple hundred square feet, you could easily um, handle the, the defoliation uh, over time. Cause you have to get, remember that we're also gonna be doing this every week or two. Um, and additionally, you have to think about what your, your management system is, right? So before you start taking SAP, what plants do I treat differently, right? So a lot of the times people will test an individual strain, but they're gonna be feeding a whole room the same time with the same feed. So I do understand you get better data with one individual strain, but if you're gonna be treating a whole room together, you wanna test it as a composite so you can get a good baseline feed for everything across the board, right? Okay, so cultivar specific data is more important if you're managing those plants specifically. Right, exactly. Very good. Yeah. Um, have you found any trends in cannabis plant sap data um, over the past few years that, that you've seen nutritionally uh, with cannabis in particular? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a couple that stand out. Um, first and foremost, uh, calcium requirement is sky high. I, I honestly treat it as a macronutrient um, in the general scales. And this is in the sap, not even in the tissue, which you'll always see even more so in the tissue um, due to its structural nature. Um, additionally, um, cannabis uh, across the board from you know typical marijuana operations all the way to fiber and seed, um, this is a, a hyper accumulator of metals, heavy metals particularly, and also chloride and sodium. But I imagine it's something to do with the particular root exudates and the microbial community that it's supporting because I see it everywhere. Chloride through the roof when you can't even find a chloride source. And then I guess, you know, an important thing to consider as well is, um, you know, the variance in plant sap laboratories, um, you know, and that it's uh, still kind of this um, more ambiguous procedure than say soil analysis or water analysis that has been performed and kind of standardized for oh generations now in some cases. So I mean it kind of speaks to that consistency that's necessary in terms of um, you know finding a lab that that you like and sticking with them. Uh, and then some of the other factors I think that we didn't really touch on, but things that you know you might want to look at before taking top samples are uh, ancillary factors outside of nutrition, um, you know, obviously considering the level of pest and disease presence that may be occurring in your crop, um, taking that into account, you know, when looking at some of these SAP reports. Oh, and then I think another really highly effective, you know, purpose for plant SAP is product or technique management practice efficacy uh, and, and kind of you know, is what we're doing, whether it's applying a product or performing a certain technique um, in our in our grow, having the desired effect, you know, nutritionally within the plant. Oh, absolutely. Um, especially with foliar feeding, you could see rather quickly. And I mean, it, you know, obviously there's going to be residue on the leaves. So once you clean it off with distilled water, um, 
yeah, you will see a market increase uh, or you'll see the effect, right, of that treatment. And it could be very little or it could be more than you expected. So I think that is actually 100% probably the best use of SAP analysis is to, to determine product efficacy. A am I using my money wisely, essentially? Definitely. Uh, real quick, you mentioned cleaning the leaf off with distilled water after a foliar feed. Um, you know, could you do a quick walkthrough of what that would look like? Are you like kind of wiping the plant, the leaf off or you, is it a, like a submersion? How would you recommend someone do that? I do a couple methods. I've done, uh, the dunk, um, and you have, you have to pat dry hundred percent, whatever you're going to do, you're going to have to get them into the bag dry and typically without any other organic material, like a paper towel to keep it dry. Right. Cause that's going to affect. Um, the results, the uh, decomposition rate. Um, yeah, you could either dunk it straight off or I've also done just with a little uh, hand sprayer, a mist and a pat dry as well. And just, do, just remember to keep everything separate, you know, because when things getting start getting broken, that's also another issue when you're gonna be dealing with decomposition, right? Right. And volatilization, particularly of the nitrogen compounds, you know. I think that, you know, covers kind of some of the common questions. Is there anything, you, you know, you'd like to add, Mark, if somebody's curious about using plant sap or anything of that nature? Yeah, well, I would say this is one thing is that um, you kind of need a steady hand to work with sap because it is a volatile system. So we always want to make small adjustments, always. Um, so that's something that I would definitely suggest to anybody looking to get into sap is to not allow the sap data to um negate your experience as a grower right mm -hmm. if the sap is telling you something crazy and you're looking at these plants and they look amazing you know hold up let's wait let's get another sample let's let's call the lab see when the last time they you know um they calibrated their machines or, or whatever it was what condition the the material came to them in Right, so just don't make too sudden movements. And even if we do have a clear trend, we wanna, we wanna do it incrementally. And honestly, the information is best used on the next cycle. So that's really the best way to use SAP, in my opinion, is one, for product efficacy, and two, to augment our further iterations in the future. Right, but critical point that you brought up, you know, trust your experience, and your eyes, if the crop looks great, um, you know, pest and disease is a non-issue, um, then, you know, don't grow your crop based on what the sap is telling you if everything looks great, right? Um, well, the thing too, I mean, just a point on top of that is like, uh, particularly with other crops, you know, um, especially row crops, you know, they have years and years of data, even within sap, um, and, and mounds of it, right? In order to, to develop optimal ranges um, at critical points of influence and um, throughout the cycle. But with cannabis, we really don't have that. So I would say anybody who's looking to get into this, as opposed to starting with your problem areas or your strains, shoot for your best one. Let's get a nice um, target. Yeah. yeah, we need something to shoot for. So then when something is off and we're looking at a, something visually off, then we have something to correlate our data to, right? A, a good set. Exactly, exactly. I think that's, that is 
one of the biggest issues that growers uh, go into SAP with is starting with their highest problem areas and thinking that it's going to, it'll, it will give you an indication of what's occurring, but you don't have that, that healthy plant baseline, um, that library of data to look at and say, okay, within our, even our grow, like you said, there's, there's mounds of data that, that have created targeted range and everything. Uh, specific to crops, but go one step further and make it specific to your operation. So you should start by collecting and amassing data on healthy plants so that you can have targeted ranges for your operation. And that goes with your environment, your scale, your nutritional program, all of these factors, right? So I'm glad that you brought that up, Mark. Yeah, I think that was a great way to end for sure too. Um, you know, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. All right. See you guys. Have a good one.